Hello, and welcome Hello. back to the Foxworthy Podcast. Stop cutting in on my intro. I'm here again with two other people. Is Jordan coming? Jordan's not coming, right? Absolutely not. That oh, girl good. is probably asleep. Good. Anyway, <laughs> on one hand, drinking coffee on an empty stomach. It's Levi. Hey, actually, it's drinking wine on an empty stomach. Thank you very much. And then killing stingrays in the open ocean with his bare hands. It's Tyler Commons. <laughs> I'm not for PETA. <laughs> Anti-PETA. I'm against PETA. Good. Good start. Alienate no people <laughs> off the bat. Great. Yeah. I so, want to really want to narrow down our audience. If you watch Survivor, you can't enjoy PETA, so it doesn't really make a difference. It's more of a human rights violation than an animal rights violation. <laughs> but who cares about that anymore? This was a crazy week. We had yeah. the first ever, the first ever tribal council where two different tribes went and voted out one person. And we'll talk about yeah. that. We'll talk all about that. I bet you guys have some thoughts, right? I have At a lot of hot one. takes. I think Ty watched this episode like five times just to prepare for this, so... You did mock me in the tweet, so I kind of felt like I had to step up my game a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, follow us on Twitter, at FoxworthyPod, where we sometimes tweet Survivor things, and you can see my dad make horrible puns, I guess, on a regular basis. <laughs> I love your now. dad. <laughs> Man, Ken Gaines. So let's start off with the place that we always start off, the fantasy update. Yet another week where none of us picked anything right. I did the math, you guys. We have... In total, when you count all four of us, we've made 16 uh, attempts at picking who's going to get voted out, and we've picked it correctly twice. So that's two yeah. out of 16. <laughs> so we're ex- we are experts. I don't know if that really shows us or if that's just the show's editing and we fall for it every week. Uh, there's, there's almost no way of telling who's going to go home anymore. It's like trying to pick the right uh, March Madness bracket. It's it's just as accurate just to flip a random coin. Very timely, Levi. Very timely. Yeah, I like to keep my, my references on point. <laughs> anyway, not much has changed. Uh, Ty is in first. Were you in first before, Ty? I don't remember. I was. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Ty is in first with 27 points. Levi is in second with 22. I'm actually tied with Levi with 22. And then Jordan Catching has 14. Up. Mm. and mm. this week basically we only got points from some people winning some challenges because yeah everybody had points so far, on sandra and jt and sari and Haley and ty and like everything that should have happened this week we had points on but nothing <laughs> that should have happened did happen they had a tribal council with two tribes speaking of should have happened i mean that has never happened yeah tell me you... it's been a couple of days some of you have watched the episode again. Some people. <laughs> How do we feel about this? How do we feel about this decision to send two tribes to one tribal council? I think that it was a reach for the show, and it generated a lot of excitement, especially because you had the two possible flip-flops on both sides who were kind of at the center of conversations, and they went up and talked to the other tribe. So it created a lot of excitement, but I still don't know if it necessarily is fair to, right. to send two uneven tribes. Oh, and, right. and I think right. Certainly we'll talk about the numbers. If they had been if they had been even, it would have been a better a better poll. But I, I think they got really really lucky 
what what should have happened, like most logically, is that the the tribe with six people on it should have just said, "We're gonna pick one person off and be done with the whole thing." That should have been it, and everyone's done. But I don't know. JT is not my favorite right now because of how he acted during tribal. JT did a really stupid thing because don't get me wrong, he's on my power rankings, but I don't like it right now. Interesting. <laughs> well, Ty, you you watched the episode again. I did. And I'm curious how JT came across because the more I thought about it, I think <laughs> he wanted Sandra to get voted out and he was trying to get them to vote for Sandra, mm-hmm. but they didn't fall for it and it ended up making him look horrible. I don't, what was your impression of that? Right, and that's um, exactly what happened. He and Malcolm had a conversation and Malcolm was kind of laying back on their little uh, hammock and they were like, we need to get them to vote for Sandra. And JT was like, yeah, I'm on the same page. And then I think they just reached a tipping point because Sandra went into tribal very cocky again with the quote. She was like, there's no way I'm going home, Jeff. So I don't really care what I say because I'm the queen. Oh, my. How is she um, still around? <laughs> and I think I think it was pretty soon after that, at least in the edit, um, JT got up and kind of was like, hey, let's get rid of Sandra. And then Haley, who sounds very dumb but says smart things had her little two cents to try and uh but flip-flop the vote of the other side but was Haley with her tribe on this or not because it seemed like she was trying to sell herself but also somehow ended up on the right side of history at the end i think she played as well as she could because she's obviously not happy where she was because she felt like you know obviously she's the low man on her tribe and then all of a sudden oh, two tribes are going, we got to stay five strong, Brad's on the five strong train, Debbie's on the five strong train, Ty's on the five strong train. And she's like, well, this has never happened. And I kind of like those people better. So I think she played it as well. And she she said, I think she notices that Brad is kind of running the show. And so she tried to get them Mm -hmm. to switch and vote Brad. First off by saying like, you know, I think we need to get rid of strong players now, which she said aloud for everyone. And then that's when she kind of jumped sides and straight up told Sandra. So I think we're going to talk about Brad, but just a quick recap, because this was so crazy. Basically, the two tribes, the uh, what is it? Mana and Nuku did not win immunity and both had to go to tribal together. It was six versus five. Nuku had six, Mana had five. And basically... Outside of Ty finding an idol, it would have been Nuku's choice as to who went home. Mm-hmm. And like the tribal council was fair, what you would expect from something like this up until the point when JT got up and started whispering to Brad, and then Haley got up and started whispering to people, and then everyone was whispering and everyone was leaning over and names were getting thrown around, and it was just craziness. And more or less, how it played out was the six tried to put all their votes on Sierra, they played the hidden immunity idol to protect her and then malcolm went home just because they chose him i guess because he was the strongest Mm. so all that being said let's get into our power ranking (laughs) our sound effects are we were increasing the budget a little bit on the sound effects so top notch i think because i don't know if levi's even here anymore let's make levi do the power rankings first what what section you guys on i just got back from the bathroom uh what we need you i was wondering why he was so quiet right now makes a lot more sense (laughs) um 
power rankings. You want me to start power rankings? Yeah, we do. Yeah, All right, just do it. <laughs> oh, I hate doing this too. Okay. Um, <laughs> number one, JT. Oh God. I think I think JT is at the top of the game right now. Um, I, I he's in a precarious what? position. What? He he's in a very precarious position, but he like he pulled a really good move. Um, when? This whole past, like, the tribal... What he, episode like, were we watching? The one that... <sighs> Ty's, J- Ty's over here like the Joker lighting fires. <laughs> what is happening? I'm not. We're still good. Just keep going. I'm, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm paying attention. It's really late, if you couldn't tell out there in podcast world. Um, I've this been drinking Survivor half a bottle of wine. Dark. It's the naughty Survivor. Um, All right, explain so, yourself. I'm so keep going. I'm very interested to hear how JT's playing I, well. <laughs> um, I think JT disrupting that tribal council was a really like tricky move, and I think he did it. Um, there, there were a lot of like mess ups that that council, and I don't think it was entirely JT's fault. Um, he went all in on betraying his tribe, and. He he may be screwed um, in this next week, but I think because of his moves in, um, in the most recent tribal that he deserves such a high spot okay, in my. So before power you rankings. move on to your next ranking, I think Please. I think that you misread this whole situation because oh oh no I read it I even read Malcolm's interview after the fact where he called it wait where is it where is it hang on. <laughs> Listen, I think what happened was he was friends with Malcolm. I think he just wanted them to vote out Sandra instead of someone else. And he was trying to convince them to vote for Sandra and it backfired because he told them exactly who his tribe was voting for. Yeah, he definitely wanted them to go for Sandra. So how how does this make him number one? I don't understand this. So Malcolm calls it... Okay, you can edit this into my previous phrase. What I was no, saying I'm going to leave it exactly as it is, Levi. I'm going to sound so dumb. This is not going on my <laughs> on my resume roll. He the calls it uh, the stu- He calls it the stupidest move in Survivor history by telling them exactly who we were voting for. I think, despite that, the the move is brave. Um, it caused a lot of disruption. You know, I'm glad we have Levi here with us. What's just take us through the rest of your? So, I'm sure so to in, be exciting power rankings. In the end, JT's move didn't get Sandra voted out like he wanted, and it got his best friend sent home. Um, <laughs> I, his I can't really only friend on that tribe. I just feel like this, okay? I just feel like JT is going to do something cool, <laughs> all right? That's my power ranking reasoning. Number two, Sandra. I think it's insane that Sandra got away with saying what she did, saying that she knows she's not going home, that the queen stays queen, that she can manipulate everybody. Like, she is the most frustrating character on this show, and <laughs> she has proved that um, by being number three, not Salon. Okay, Taylor doesn't want to hear me anymore. Number three, <laughs> Cole Pepper because he's in charge of that whole tribe. Number four, Haley because she is clearly the most clever of any Survivor player there right now. And number five, Jeff Probst himself. Interesting. Why? Because that whole tri- that whole tribal council twist. Um, You're just crediting the it game. to him. He's a, he's a real game changer. Yeah, I know there's probably a producer somewhere who came up with it who's really pissed right now. All right, Ty, what are your power rankings? All right, Hopefully my top... more reasonable than those. 
Yeah, I think mine's going to be slightly more realistic. So, number one, I know, which is not normal for me because Caleb's gone, so I feel like I have to actually focus on the game now. (laughs) Instead of his body. Um, Oh, my gosh. Uh, Number one, (laughs) I got Brad. Okay. Brad Brad is hands down playing the best game. He has a little... He has a puppet. I'm going to jump mm-hmm. in here and say that I also Telling have Brad number one in my power rankings because I think that's fairly indisputable at this point. Oh, oh well, uh, watch me. He's got Ty in his pocket. He's got his entire tribe trying to rally around him even though he's only really got four of the five because Haley is a wild card. Who I don't even know who she's friends with on the other tribe. Is it just everybody or is it someone in specific? Or no someone one. Pre- or no one? Okay. Anyways, another discussion. Table that. Number two, Sandra, because you have to like you have to be so good at the game in order to constantly tell everyone that you're the best and you're safe and not have right. people worried about you. Agreed. So like immediately in tribal, Brad's like, We got a Mexican standoff. And Sandra's like, uh, <laughs> hell no, we don't. I'm just I'm safe. I'm not going home. I can tell you that. Quote. And that didn't. is what she said. And she didn't, again. So despite some people even trying to send her home, they wanted to, but they just couldn't actually make it happen. And then number three, um, my sleeper pick, not really my sleeper pick because other people probably think this too. I have to say Troyzan is number three because Troyzan did, he did two really good things this week. He sat out of the immunity challenge so he couldn't get any negative publicity even if they lost. And he still has that pocket hidden immunity idol. So he's actually sitting very safe right now. Um, even though he might not have the strongest alliances or anything. Uh, if they keep winning, obviously that's great. But he's not in any real danger. So I think that automatically puts him on the power ranking. And I did three, not five. So <laughs> You just didn't think five deserved to be on the... No, not really. There's not really anyone else that's sweeping me off my feet and well, making me fall in love with them. that's a transition to my power rankings. I have yeah. Brad number one, like I just said. I mean, he's the most in control of anyone they've shown. I put Sierra number two just sort of by virtue of being in that alliance and seeming to be the right-hand man in it. But that's So that's more just like proxy of Brad. Because yeah, that's sort of like a Russell Hand got? situation where I just right. put her there because he'll make. It, I could see him making it all the way to the end and people just being angry at him and just giving it to his right hand man. Who was the Who was the old guy that Audrey kept around the entire season? Joe. Joe. And then neither of them won. Yeah, so she's Joe, and then Ty's gonna like show up to the final tribal with Brad and Sierra and win because, well, who knows why. Well, I don't know about that. Scott and Kyle aren't around anymore. <laughs> but I put Sandra number three for the reasons you guys talked about. Number four, I put someone just because I don't... Like, they've done such a poor job of showing the tribal dynamics of all the tribes this season that I was looking up and down the list, like Ty was just saying, and I couldn't even think of anyone who deserved to be on here. I put uh-huh. Troy's in number five just because he has an immunity idol. But number four, Mm -hmm. I just put mysterious someone who is probably playing well that they're not showing. So Zeke, yeah, like I that tribe that Zeke is on with Troyzan, Zeke, Sari, Andrea, Ozzy, and Sarah. I know nothing about that tribe. Literally nothing. Yeah, I think Ozzy's in a safe 
position so far, but I don't I don't really know because we haven't gotten to see a whole lot coming from them. A weird mess. Anyway, it took us forever to get through the power rankings. So let's get to the five minutes on Malcolm. And I'm starting the clock now as I start this preamble because this is going to be a bit of a tough one, probably. Malcolm has been on before. What is happening? Ty is really making this into a visual podcast today. I'm not doing anything. Earlier, you just have to keep talking. Earlier he lit the match and held it up to the webcam. And now he's waving <laughs> a survivor flag. Anyway, Malcolm was a physical threat who I'm still not convinced isn't Ozzy. I've never seen them both in the same place at the same time. Ozzy's definitely got some pigtail action going. And They're also, both he's got darker hair. This this is the same problem I was just talking about a minute ago. How are we supposed to talk for five minutes about someone who was not on screen for four episodes? Like, what do we know about Malcolm that we learned from this particular season? Well, I think I think Malcolm actually had a good handle on the game for who needed to go home. Um, but again, the game just set up for a tough draw, kind of like it did. Uh, what was it second vote or third? The one where Caleb went home. That was like, the it, third vote. It just wasn't set up well to show why he went home. But obviously, like he had a cut, he had a lot of screen time this episode, which I noticed watching it through a second time, which probably made you realize. Mm. But him and JT were talking. Um, he was saying smart things. You know, he was he's talking about the new tribal dynamic that they did this week, and he goes, "On paper, it's simple. It's really simple. But this is Survivor, and you never know what." is going to happen. So he has a good handle on the social aspects and voting. Was it clear where the editing was going, watching it a second time? I don't know that it was clear. I think they definitely leave. I wouldn't say it's clear, but you pick up on more. You know, yeah. it's like watching a movie the second like time. So Get it was Out something again. like, yeah, it was something like the first time I watched it, I didn't pick up Malcolm saying on paper, it's simple. Just like the first time I watched it, Jeff Varner, when he is writing his vote in tribal, he looks at the camera, holds up his vote, and goes, if someone plays an idol over there, I'm going to puke. Like, you know, and it's just, it's like perfect foreshadowing. Even though we knew the idol was coming out and we knew it was getting played on whoever Brad decided because Ty's in his pocket. Levi, did you have any thoughts on Malcolm? Absolutely no thoughts. I thought he was kind of cute. Um, and that he... You're a married man, was... Levi. <laughs> it's fine. I can still think he's kind of cute. Um, and I was almost impressed with him if he would have actually followed through on that coup on Sandra. Um, him mm -hmm. and JT were like really plotting that one out, I think, but <sighs> alas, he didn't do it. You know, and it's interesting. I it seems like Malcolm. their threat of the rock, the rock draw might've affected it a little bit. I mean, you just talked about Varner being like, Oh God, I hope they don't play an idol Yeah, because I yeah. guess they had to go six strong I, I guess you kind of have to anyway but there was no mm -hmm. room to play around because that threat was looming there i guess uh, it's just there's a lot going on i feel like they're prioritizing sticks and gimmicks over typical survivor strategy and characterization <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. a little yeah. frustrating in that sense i feel like this has been an entertaining season but like not a good survivor season I think we hinted at that last week, though. I think once we get to the merge 
and you have to meet the individuals and who they're with, I think that's when the actual social game is going to show through in the edits. Um, but right now, though, it's right? just because like... Because they're trying to build a resume for winning the game, and it's hard to get a handle on anyone's resume when there's just not a lot of groundwork being laid. Like, if someone on Tabua right now is going to win the game in the end, it's it would be a surprise, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But Levi I don't think asleep? is Levi still with us. Yeah, sorry, I fell asleep for a hot second. The flip side to that is you don't really need to see a resume of Malcolm because he's not getting hired, he's not winning. So what's the point in kind of showing him a lot? You know, right. maybe going if we went back and watched all the episodes, we see if like a strand or a thread of everybody that's playing. Like last season, Adam played really hard in the beginning, so he was always in our mind so maybe i get timers up but i'm gonna keep Do you talking like the new sound effect i added the five minute sound effect okay <laughs> i think showing adam early playing really hard got adam in our minds so maybe if we went back and watched the first two double feature episode maybe we could see who was getting shown a lot maybe. you know in our if we want to go analyze that it. first two episodes is going to be all sandra all tony yeah so sandra might win this season Let's move on. <laughs> Our favorite segment, people with no chance of possibly winning or whatever it's called. I don't remember what we called it. My Can I list start with this one? is still oh. short. I still only have one person on it. Same person. Yeah, I only have one. I think Ty. Yeah, that's it. The, goat, right, next segment. the goat whisperer, the tree climber. <laughs> My favorite one segment. One. It's over. Ty's not going <laughs> to win. Moving on. All right. Okay, wait. I have a, I have a hot take I want to talk about because I don't know if you're going to talk about uh, reward challenge at all but watching it a second time i just want to make reference to brad culpepper chucking his sandbags like a rocket arm and how amazed every single person was at it he was like a machine pitcher and then someone called him the terminator once the challenge ended and he's like he single-handedly won second place for his tribe i thought it was funny i alluded to this in the intro but how much is coffee helping people when they win this reward challenge because they haven't eaten for like a week and a half. Now they're just going to drink coffee. That would make me feel horrible. Yeah. And it's dehydrating. Yeah. It, it is not, it is bad for their game to be drinking that much coffee. Where right is now. Jordan? This is what we need Jordan for. She's a because coffee expert. She's all she's going to tell us is that it's a bad idea if you're on an Island with no food, but, but she in would the end, say it more eloquently than you. Everyone says things more eloquent, eloquently than me. <laughs> I like that. They like have, that you couldn't even get through the word eloquently. They have infinite water there. It's not going to make a huge difference if they drink coffee. They're not like limited on their water supply. All right, so let's move on to our new favorite segment, the Jeff Probst moment of the week. <laughs> I mean, the Jeff Probst moment of the week has to be the way he handled... Well, I have to. Shoot. Um, I think it has to be the way he handled tribal is probably it's like one and one a because he had no as soon as people started jumping up and like bouncing around from tribe to tribe and huddles were happening and Ty was like making out with people's faces instead of whispering to them. (laughs) He was like he was speechless. He just goes, oh, my gosh. Then there's like a cut scene and it's showing other people. Then he goes unprecedented. And then everyone sits down and he goes. Well, I'm the one speechless. Like, what's happening? So I thought it was kind of amazing that the twist made the survivor god himself, Jeff Probst, 
Speechless. What's yours, Levi? Jeff Probst moment of the week. Starts the immunity challenge, says, hey, only one person is going to win immunity. Only one tribe. And then waits till the very end after the other tribe has gone, has like left, and says, oh yeah, by the way, you're all going together and voting one person out. All right, mm. goodbye. Classic. <laughs> Classic, it, Jeff. I did not expect him just to drop that bomb on everyone after afterwards, but he did. My Jeff Probst moment of the week? I have, yeah, I have one. I'm going to say my Jeff Probst moment of the week is when he lied to Malcolm. Because when Malcolm got voted out and was very surprised, he walked up and Jeff grabbed his torch, snuffed it out, and he said, Malcolm, your tribe has spoken. Which was a lie because his <laughs> tribe did not speak. The other tribe spoke and decided to vote him out via hidden immunity idol. So I, that did stick out to me a little bit as him being like, just saying something that I was like, wait, that's not what happened. That's not right. So Jeff Probe's pretending like everything is normal was my moment of the week. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Survivor After Dark. We were a little loose in the beginning, so we're tightening it up here on the back end. Social takeaway. What was your social takeaway, Tyler B. Commons? Oh, man. My social takeaway. I have one, and it's not a real social takeaway. I think Zeke's presence needs to be felt on this season more. Because I'm missing right. some, that's not a social takeaway. I'm missing I'm missing <laughs> Zeke's interaction. So not a social takeaway, but maybe the a producer is gonna happen to hear this. I mean, I don't I didn't have a huge social takeaway, really, except for I don't understand social game. That's my social takeaway. I'm always gonna do it like in reference to myself because that's the only thing I know how. I'm I'm excited to hear Levi's sports analogy this week, but mine is oh. mine is snitches get stitches, because willingly or not, JT learned a valuable life lesson, which is if you have friends, you can't go whisper to the enemies and think your friends are just gonna be cool with that. Like you're gonna come back and be like, Nah, guys, it's cool. I didn't tell the cops anything. They were just asking how my day was, and I said pretty good. I'm just out here. That's fine. Snitches get stitches. Mine's not a sports analogy. Oh, I was um, really looking forward to something on the level of NBA is better than college. Never. I'll never top that. That was my golden moment. I peaked in high school. My social takeaway is lawyers, lawyers kill everybody. Hmm. Lawyers are going to destroy every single human on this Survivor game. Um, it's going to end up being just Haley and Brad Culpepper in the end because they will have actually murdered every other human on the island. That's my social takeaway. Yeah, so any lawyers who were listening to this podcast have now completely stopped, I'm sure, since Please. last week I said lawyers were bad, and this week you said lawyers were, will kill everyone. Actually, like, slaughter them. Would you watch Survivor if it was an island full of just lawyers? That'd be Absolutely. a super fun episode. That'd be so exciting. <laughs> what if it was just park rangers? Just, they're not going to talk. They'd have some good survival skills, and yeah, everyone they... would go huddle alone and make a fire, like their own individual fire. By themselves, what if somewhere it was else. Just cable news commentators. Actually, All right, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan, for the people. How about, oh yeah, how about we are not we sponsored just... by Morgan & Morgan in any way, but um... if they want to represent us after all the lawyer talk. <laughs> yeah, can lawyers sue us for this? I don't know. Can lawyers? I don't know how lawyers work. 
so my social takeaway is actually now this game should be played with the cast of Parks and Rec because <laughs> I think they would make the best Survivor game I have ever seen. Mostly I feel like Leslie Nope would freak out and Ron Swanson would vote everybody out. Did you just mask just an idea you had by calling it a social takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cool. I like that. That we're on the same page with that. Just hiding good television ideas in parts of the show. What so if Taylor they started Lopez just said. pulling entire neighborhoods onto the island? They're like, we took this one suburban neighborhood from Las Vegas, or we took this one inner city apartment from Chicago and put them on an island. There would be a lot of weird tension in <laughs> we that We took place. Levi's neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Levi, are we going to your house later? You do not, you do not want to want to piss off anyone on that island because then you go home and you're actually still with all these people. Well, uh, all right. Let's... So I want to. Can I oh, bring oh, it back to Survivor sorry. a little bit? I oh. mean, we're ha- we're chatting and we're having a fun time. We've talked about Haley a lot, and I think we're all kind of in agreement. I don't think Haley actually sounds intelligent, but I think she's secretly really good at this game. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced yet. You're not convinced. I... I'm not sure yeah, I think... if she knows what she's doing because I think she's smart and I think she knows her situation, but I can't tell whether she's influencing people as much as she thinks she is because the moment in Tribal when she was sort of begging for the other tribe to pull her in to come along, it seemed like they were just like, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> well, no, they did. They brought her in because it... At the end, when Jeff goes, it's time to vote, Haley's like, uh, hold on, pause. It's totally not time to vote. <laughs> and Sandra just looks over in typical Sandra, and Sandra's like, no, nah, we're good, honey. Just don't worry about it. We're good. That's what I mean. She's like, nah, we don't need you. We're good. But I do think, I think Haley might be so good that she's frustrated because no one on her tribe wants to work with her because she's the oddball out. Isn't that what's and she realizes that. Right. That's what's inherently frustrating about Survivor is you see a lot of people who are really smart and you can tell they know what to do, but the game somehow gets ahead of them. Like I still am thinking about Sierra from the first week (laughs) who by simply trying to strategize wound up with a target on her back and getting voted out. And or Michaela last, last season. Yeah. How are we at a point in survivor where you have to be smart, but people can't know you're smart. This makes me angry. Well, Sandra is Sandra is a perfect example of someone who's not doing anything and is still in all of our power rankings. She hasn't schemed at all. She's just sat back and like been cool and talked with people and been friends, um, and is still uh, coming out on top. So who's getting voted out next? I say JT. JT. I think if that tribe loses, it's JT. If that's Nuku, correct? Yes. If Mana loses, it's got to be Haley. And if, what is the third tribe's name? Tabua. If Tabua goes, I think Troyzan's on the bottom, but he's going to pull out an idol. And that, <laughs> would kind of, that would make for quite the uh, survivor tribal experience. My allergies um, are so bad, you guys. Taylor, I'm so sorry. So I apologize for all the sniffing. This segment brought to you by Claritin. Claritin Clear. This segment brought to you by Publix Generic Claritin, the cheaper (laughs) version of Claritin that works just as well. Publix Publix Generic Generic name brand. Um, We can go out on a a list of 
uh, Mitch Hedberg jokes. I'll just start reading them. All right. One other one other takeaway. I think (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to squeeze something in before he starts doing. (laughs) I think this is my sleeper pick that could maybe make it into my power ranking is Jeff Varner. Um, I think he had a strong game. And even this week, like he got his tribe out to a huge lead because his voice carried and he was the best like blindfold leader, Mm. which, by the way, is a brilliant challenge that they bring in every season. And it's so fun to watch people eat it really hard going into objects. (laughs) Hashtag blindside. I think Jeff is uh, he's playing a really strong game. And even in his loss, because he actually lost it for his team, it kind of got down to the uh, the final ball roll in the little ball maze and he dropped it well he dropped it through like the last possible hole the last possible thing you could lose on and then like he immediately started balling and audrey came over to comfort him so i think he's legitimately got friends out there which i thought he was so bad at challenges that he was a sitting duck but i think he's secretly playing a very strong game and i think that we are down to our final ball roll on our little ball maze that is this podcast when i was a boy i lay in my twin size bed and wondered where my brother was wait is this is this colin was that the punchline what that was the whole thing what have you never listened to mitch hedberg all right so are we signing out now please god yes please (laughs) i have been tyler commons you can find me on twitter for some of the greatest tweets of your life i recently tweeted about a man's beard rubbing my face Tyler B. Commons. At Levi the Bradford. I'm at Gaines Taylor. This is Survivor After Dark. Sorry, that's Levi. That's all on Levi's song. Levi said he wants to write us a new song, but I like the one we have. Well, I want to I wanna re-record that one. We'll sign off. This is the Foxworthy Podcast. Survivor Season 34. Stay tuned. We'll be back for more and with more guests eventually. Bye. Every book is a children's book if the kid can read. Foxworthy Podcast.